Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. God, we just thank you for your love for us. God, we thank you. For the privilege it is to come together, not to get anything, Lord, but just to simply give, give our lives again, give our, our praise to you, God, to just, as Matt said, to just focus in on the cross again, the, the center of our faith, Lord, that you gave your life for us, God. We are just so grateful. And God, we just thank you so much for this time that we can put aside, that, Lord, in the, the beginning of our week, Lord, as we start a new week, God, that we can remind ourselves of the finished work of the cross, Lord, that you have done it all for us. And God, I just pray that day by day, week by week, year by year, God, that you would help us just to draw aside, just to stop each week, but Lord, also each day, God, just to stop and remember who you are and all that you've done. And Lord, we just pray for your word just to speak into our hearts, Lord, this morning. We just thank you, God, for the power of your word. We just pray, Lord, that we would just not be hearers of the word, but, but doers and people who apply the word to us and allow the word, Lord, to have its way in us and change us and mold us and shape us, Lord, for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's so good to see you here today. We are a, f- a few lighter than normal today. I know there's a few bugs going around. There's a few bellies not feeling in quite 100%. And Lord, I just pray over your people here today. Keep us healthy, strong and well, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. I, I receive that prayer for myself, Lord. And uh, for those of you at home who are feeling unwell, God give you strength. God give you life. And uh, we pray that you're feeling healthy and well. Um, I really want to encourage you, if you can, if, you, if you're not sick, if you're not having a, I mean, if you're well enough to be here, let's, let's be in church because there's a blessing for us as we just say, hey, you know what, we're going. Um, as Mandy said, sometimes it can be a little bit like how many pieces of us will we be in when we get there, but uh, we made it, so praise God. Thank you, Lord. I just want to pray too this morning for, for Pat. Pat, uh, is in hospital in Geelong right now, and uh, things are looking touch and go, probably I could say. And you know, Pat's been a faithful member of this body of Christ for many, many years. And uh, I just want to pray for Pat and for Pam. And I know Pam and Rachel were down there last night, and we just want to pray for the family at this time. Lord, we just thank you, God, for Pat. God, I thank you for the blessing she's been to my life. and. To your people here at CFC, God, we just thank you, Jesus, for her trust in you. And Lord, I just pray again right now, Lord, that there would just be an overwhelming sense of joy in you, Lord, in that room in the hospital right now. Just thank you, God, for Pat, for just letting your peace just totally, totally saturate her being, Lord, that she would just be so full of the knowledge of your love, Lord, right now. Lord, we thank you for Pam for, for Rach, for all the other siblings and family, God, we just thank you, Jesus, for the, the blessing, for the, the legacy, Lord, of her life. God, we thank you for, uh, Lord, we just know that you're, you're the miracle-working God. And Lord, if this is not her time to go, we just pray you'd raise her up quickly, God, give her strength. But Lord, if it is her time to go, we just thank you, Jesus, for just the peace to be upon all the family, God. And 
Lord, we just entrust her again to you, Lord, right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This morning, uh, actually, before I get to that, um, I love organisation. And someone might look at me and go, <laughs> that's funny, Andrew. <laughs> I love structure and I love organisation. Since a little kid, I used to love organising my room. Um, I, I like structure. Sometimes I try and fit too much into the structure, so the structures break. <laughs> but um, I like organisation. But to be honest, at times I, I like, I dislike organisation because I get sick of it and I get bored of it and I want to change it around. And like my room when I was a kid, I used to, I'd organise it, I'd put my desk over there and I'd put my bed there and then after a while I'd go, you know what, I'm going to swap it all around and organise it differently and mum's laughing there in the front row. Um, I like structure, but I like to mix it up. And in my Bible reading, I've got to say, it's the same thing. Sometimes I have Bible reading plans that I'm going through, and I'm using the CFC Bible reading plan. But you know what? Sometimes I just like to mix it up and do things a little bit differently, and I'll use the version plan for a little while, or God will just stir my heart to read a certain book of the Bible and do things differently. I just want to encourage you in that, however you read the Bible, to have a Bible reading plan of some sort, whether you change it up week by week, day by day, um, to be in the Word of God. Just this week, um, I, was, I was using uh, a version, um, having a look at that, and uh, this verse just spoke into some other things that I've been looking at and thinking about. And I want to read it to you from Romans 10, verse 17. It says, Faith comes by hearing the that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Let me read that to you again. So faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ. My prayer today is that whether you're facing challenges, whether you're feeling stressed, whether you're feeling overwhelmed or just blah, whatever, I pray this morning as we open God's Word, as we focus on Christ and on the good news, that you would feel faith rise in your heart. I pray that this morning as we come together, as we sing the songs, as we take communion, that faith would come as we hear and we focus on the good news about Christ. The title of my message today is The Message of the Cross. We got that there? The Message of the Cross is not do, it's done. Oh dear, we've cropped off the second half of that. But anyway, you can fill in the blanks, kids, if you've got a pen and paper. The message of the cross is not do, it's done. Over the past couple of months or so, I've really just been feeling God uh, impress upon me the way Jesus' life progresses. And I think I've shared this with a few of you uh, at different times. From from the miraculous fulfillment of prophecy in Jesus' birth, the, the, the number of scriptures that Jesus' birth fulfilled, he, he did that, that that happened. And then they flee to Egypt and it, it's, it's challenging, but they go. Then John the Baptist is preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. And then we see Jesus is baptised. And that's an awesome moment in itself. And this morning, because it's school holidays, and we've got the kids in, and because we've got permission to, I thought, let's have a little look at a little video clip and help us to think about Jesus' baptism for a moment. We've got that there, guys. Let's have a look. 
Come and see the baptism of Jesus. This is Jesus. Heyo! Heyo! Who's the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Jesus was born in Bethlehem and grew up in Nazareth, where he grew in wisdom and favor with God and man. Oh, I see. This is John the Baptist. Hey! John loved God with his whole heart. Hey, all you! And he told everyone that the Savior of the world was coming soon. Wow! Come on! John baptized people in the Jordan River. And one day, Jesus went to this river to be baptized by John. Hold on. But John tried to talk him out of it. Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. Eh, okay. So John baptized Jesus. And as Jesus came out of the water, the heavens opened and John saw the Holy Spirit coming down as a dove and resting on Jesus. A voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. And John knew, without any doubt, that this was the one they had all been waiting for. This was the chosen one of God who would take away the sin of the world. There we go. Jesus' baptism was an awesome moment. It was a turning point in the life of Jesus, you might say. It was a miraculous moment where the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. The heavens open and the voice from heaven declares, this is my beloved son. But can you imagine being there in that moment? I can't even begin to get my head around what that would have been like. What the, how did the voice sound and what did it look like, that Holy Spirit descending like a dove? But people saw something, they recognized something had happened in that moment, that Jesus was something different. He, he is someone different. And soon after that, we see that he begins to preach and call his disciples. And what does he say to his disciples? Come, follow me. And today, for you and I, now he says to us, come, follow me. It's called for us to, to trust in Him, to put our faith in Him, that He is our Saviour. And we are called to come follow Him, to be baptised, to publicly declare our faith in Him. And you know, the baptism water is not special water. I'm sure you already know this. It comes out of the tap, same as the tap, the water, the pipes. It's all the same as at your place. It's no special water that does anything weird. <laughs> People, people ask me, is it, like, is, it, is it special holy water? I'm like, no, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> Not really, I don't say that at all. There's nothing special about the water, but there is something special in obeying God and publicly declaring that Jesus is our Saviour. And baptism doesn't change us. We recognise in baptism that God has already changed us. Baptism is a public declaration that, that we have been changed and we want to testify, we want to declare and thank God and, and publicly explain that our faith is in Him. Just as Jesus was recognised at His baptism, 
we make a public declaration that it's not about what we have done, other than putting our faith in him, that we are putting our faith in the one, Jesus Christ, who has done it all for us. It's awesome to see Stavros doing that next week and uh, others a few weeks back and more coming soon. It's not about what we do. It's about what Jesus has done for us. And you might have been a Christian for a long time and I want you to stop for a moment and, and look at that statement and realize it's not about what we do. It's about what Jesus has done. wonder how many times in this past week we've thought about how much about what we've done or what we're doing and we start thinking, our, measuring ourselves about what we've done, but it's not about what we do. I think it's good for us to see what happened to Jesus straight after his baptism. And I want to read it to you from Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, straight after Jesus' baptism. It says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. I've got a little bit of a rumbling in my tummy this morning. That's just because I didn't have a big enough breakfast. I had breakfast. Some of you maybe didn't even have breakfast and your tummy's rumbling. You go, man, I'm hungry. Can't wait to have some lunch. I think I might make a burger. Toasted cheese sandwich. That sounds pretty good. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I love the fact that it says, and he became hungry. It's like, yep. Jesus went into the wilderness. Jesus went into the wilderness. Was it led by the, the, the devil? Was he led by the demons? Was he like distracted? Or why did he go into the wilderness? Because the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. And sometimes God allows us to be tested. Sometimes we go into the wilderness. And I think sometimes we want to blame the devil, we want to blame Satan, we want to blame all these other things, but sometimes God leads us into the wilderness. And it's interesting, those of you at the, the Biblical Foundations course, we've got about 25 people signed up for it, it's fantastic. Uh, we've been looking at the parallels in the Bible and how things in the Old Testament line up with the New and how God has arranged things to happen in certain ways and orders. And I think it's really interesting, hey, if you think about Israel. Israel, they, they come out of Egypt and then they come to the water and they go through the water. It's almost like their, their baptism through the water. And then God wants to lead them into the promised land. They've seen his power, they've seen his grace, they've seen his, his mercy for them. And surely now they're going to trust him and walk into the promised land, it's going to be wonderful. But no, they see the giants, they send the scouts into the land, and they hold back when God says to go. And they are told that they won't enter the promised land, they wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But then we have Jesus, who... who is led by the Spirit after he goes through the waters of baptism. He goes, as the Israelites were, led into the wilderness. But instead of disobeying, he obeyed. He declared the word of God. He quoted from Deuteronomy time and time again. It says, it is written, it is written, it is written. And he does not sin. 
Sometimes God allows us to be tested. I wonder, talking about being hungry, I wonder if you've ever been so hungry, you're, maybe you're reading a book, maybe you're watching TV, maybe you've been at work, um, this has happened to me, you get to like, actually two o'clock's kind of been my lunchtime this week, um, you, you're doing something and you don't want to stop, maybe you're watching TV and you're like, yeah, I really don't want to get up, laziness has got on top of you. And then finally, you're just so hungry, like, right, okay, I'm going to stop. And hunger gets the better of you, and hunger makes you move. Or maybe you've been in this position where you're, you're really tired, you wake up in the morning, you're lying in bed, and you get this feeling that makes you think, I better get up. I wonder if you know what that feeling is. You're lying there, and you're like, I just really want to stay in bed. I really don't want to get up, but I'm busting. Okay, you're all, you've all been there, I'm sure. We shouldn't be surprised when we face the wilderness. We shouldn't be surprised when we face challenges because God wants us to grow. God wants us to be refined. He wants us to know Him and, and grow in Him. And He cares more about your character than your comfort. He cares more about your, your growth in Him than your comfort in who you are right now. We shouldn't be surprised when we face the wilderness. The Israelites did, Jesus did, and you're going to too. But how are we going to respond in the land? Have a listen to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 2. And I'm sure you've, many of you have probably heard this verse before, but be encouraged as you hear this. James chapter 1, verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, let it grow. Don't hold it. No. Sorry. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. God is making us more and more into the image of Christ. He is conforming us to his Son. That we won't be bitter and twisted about this world and its desires. Let me go on from verse 12. It says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember... When you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. When your faith is tested, it has a chance to grow. He says, consider it a pure joy when you face these things. 
says, God blesses those who patiently endure. This morning, I'm not going to speak for a long time, but I just want to make another very simple point. I'll look back at Matthew 4 for a moment. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 12. It's a very simple point as I look at this, but I feel like God wants to say something to us about this. Verse 12, it says, When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then he left there and moved to Capernaum. See the moving truck taking all his stuff? <laughs> he moved to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in, the, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Can you just skip back, guys, to verse 12 again? So I think it's awesome to hear the prophecy and hear how Jesus, what he did, fulfilled it. But I want you just to focus for a moment on verse 12 and 13. It says, When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then he left there and moved to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebul and Naphtali. Before Jesus started to preach, before he started to call disciples, he lived in the land. And that might sound so not profound to you, but as I read this passage recently, I was just reading through it, God just depressed upon me that Jesus lived in the land before he went out and preached and, and called disciples. I think for some of us, we, we want to do something great for God. We want to show Him our love for Him. We want to preach, we want to teach, we want to make disciples, we want to uh, pray for people and see the sick healed, and that's all fantastic stuff. But before we can ever be effective in going, God wants us to simply be satisfied in Christ, in the land, living in Him. Before we go, before we preach, before we call people to come follow Jesus, He wants us to be fully satisfied in Christ. To, to live in the land of faith in Him. Not, not in the going, but just to be satisfied in knowing our relationship with our Father in heaven. And I've heard it said many times, and it's so true that in marriage, if we... If we come to a marriage thinking that we're feeling lonely and insecure and we want to get married so we're no longer lonely and insecure, it's not going to change our feeling of insecurity and loneliness. And, and we might feel like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling insecure, I'm feeling unloved, maybe if I go and preach, if I go and do this, maybe then I'll feel better in my relationship with God. But that's not the answer. The answer is to understand His love for you to have your identity in Christ, to know that Jesus gave his life for you, that you are a new creation in him, not because of what you do, but simply because of what he has done for you. 
You were bought with a price, the price of the blood of the Son of God. God wants you to live in relationship with him, to live in the land, to know him, to spend time with him, praying, reading the word, going for walks, riding your bike, playing Lego, going for a swim, whatever it is for you, the way that you can just dwell and enjoy life with God. God wants you to have that, to do that, to enjoy that. Before you even think of going, just to dwell with him, to enjoy him. You know, we live in a world that says, just do it, just do it. It's like the tick is everywhere, just do it, make your own way, you can do this, you've got this, make your own future, make your own path. But the message of Jesus is different to the message of this world. The message of Jesus is, it is done. It is done. It is finished. Jesus said in John 19, as he hung on the cross, it is finished. We cannot add a single thing to what Jesus has done for us. He has done it all so that we can have the victory, that we can have life, that we can have peace, we can have joy in him. It's not because we go, it's not because we do, it's because he did it. Matthew 11, he says, Come to me and you will find rest for your souls. He doesn't say, Go out for me and you will find rest for your souls. God wants us to go out of a response to what he's done in us and not the other way around. I just want to encourage you this morning to allow God to do it in you. Just allow God day by day to be still. And we're talking so much again on Thursday night about just allowing God to just have his way in us. To be still, still long enough for God to do something in us that changes us. We have the awesome amazing privilege of being used by God at times. God has chosen to use the foolish things of the world, which is me and you. Don't you love that? He has chosen to use you and I to, to see the message go out and to, to speak the word of God and to pray for people. And at times we get to see God doing amazing, supernatural, powerful things in people's lives. And it's, it's an awesome privilege but there are also wilderness moments where things are very difficult, where things are challenging. But through all of it, the ups, the downs, through all of it, God wants us to have and know his peace, to have his joy in the knowledge of what he has done for us because it is finished, it is done through Jesus' death and resurrection, we have eternal life. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It is finished. It is done. And it is so good. He gave his life as the perfect sacrifice for our sin. That we could have life in him for eternity. I'm going to ask the band to come, and I'm going to finish in just a moment. The world says do, 
do, do, do this and you'll have life. Do this and you'll be happy. Do this and you'll be satisfied. Do this and you'll be fulfilled. But Jesus says, and he wants you to hear today, it is done. He's not waiting for you to go. He's not waiting for you to do. He says, it is done. I just want to finish by reading again that verse in Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That anyone who turns to him, anyone who puts their trust in him will not be condemned but have eternal life. I just want to ask you to close your eyes today. I just want, to ask, want you to ask yourself, are you worried about anything today? Are you worried? Are you stressed? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Have you taken on too much, just trying to do, 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 because the world says do it and then you'll be satisfied? This morning, just as we have our eyes closed and we just be still. I just want to encourage you in this moment, just say thank you, Jesus, that you have done it all. You have done it all for me. You have done it all for this world, that we might know your love. And God, this morning, we just want to repent. God, we want to say sorry for the times when we have listen to the message of the world and we've tried to do things to impress you we've tried to do things to earn your forgiveness to impress people God we just thank you that you went to the cross because of the sin that you knew would be in our lives Lord Jesus you gave your life so that we could be set free that we would not be punished as we deserve so that we could live in the land, in your promised land. A land flowing with milk and honey. A land flowing with peace and joy. Thank you, Lord, for the fruit of your spirit that you bring as we dwell in you. And Lord, I just pray that this week you would help us to dwell in you. Fix our eyes on you, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Lord, I just pray again, Lord, that you'd help us, help us, help us, help us, Lord, to be still and know that you are God. And Lord, as we do this week, I just pray that, Lord, faith would rise again. For those who have been discouraged, those who have been feeling like they're stuck in the wilderness, Lord, I thank you that you... You've still got the promised land ahead. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to rise up as your people, Lord. Rise up in joy. Rise up in peace. And confidence knowing, Lord, that you have done it all. And we have the victory in you. We thank you, Jesus, for all you have done. We thank you, Lord, for the confident hope that we have in you. And Lord Jesus, just as... You've called us to come follow you, Lord, as we come to you in baptism, as we pass through the waters as you did, 
as the people of Israel did. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to walk in faithfulness. You'd help us, Lord, not to be like the Israelites who look at the giants and go, it's too hard, we can't do this, God. But to keep our eyes fixed on you. That we might enter in day by day. And that we might live in the promises. Live in the fullness of life that you have for us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This morning, if you would like someone to pray with you and you're just thinking, wow, I, I need that, Andrew. I need that, I need that, I need that. Please, would you come as we sing? We're going to sing of the goodness of God because it's nothing to do with my goodness. It's nothing to do with your goodness. We're going to sing about Him. We're going to sing about His goodness and His faithfulness this morning. If you'd like prayer, please come as we pray. If you're watching online this morning and you're maybe you're at home because you're feeling worn out and too tired, I want to encourage you to text our pastoral care team or give us a call or call someone that you know will just pray with you. Um, let's not do this journey alone, amen? God's put us in the family, the family of God, to be an encouragement to one another. Thanks, team.